We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, February the 5th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. Today, in 1917, the U.S. Congress passed over President Woodrow Wilson's veto an act severely curtailing Asian immigration. Today, in 1922, the first edition of Reader's Digest was published. Today, in 1937, President Franklin D. Roosevelt proposed increasing the number of U.S. Supreme Court justices. The proposal, which failed in Congress, drew accusations that Roosevelt was attempting to pack the nation's highest court. Well, that's exactly what he was doing. We have a president now who would love to do that. It's been discussed. It's probably being discussed as an alternative or an option to take further control of the legal process in America and to taint it and to soil it and to make it something it was never intended to be. Today in 1971, Apollo 14 astronauts Alan Shepard and Edgar Mitchell, they stepped onto the surface of the moon. That was the first of two lunar excursions at that time. Today in 1993, President Bill Clinton signed the Family and Medical Leave Act, granting workers up to 12 weeks unpaid leave for family emergencies. There's an interesting verse in the Bible. They're all interesting, but this one caught my attention this morning, earlier. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 9, the word of the Lord says, He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. It reminds us that the battle is the Lord's. And there is indeed a battle. There's no question about that. There's always been a battle since the fall of man. But today that battle is expanded and it's inflated because we all know so much because of the media and the access to information that we have. But unfortunately, that also is a negative. There is so much information available that is so misleading. And it hasn't been so much for a long, long time, if ever, in the leadership of this nation, in my opinion. I believe that the leadership of this nation is misleading in a calculated way on almost every front. They're misleading the people. And we need to be informed. We need to know what's going on. Each day on this program, we do the best that we can do with God's help to inform you. And I know many of you know that. You mention it in your notes and things to me. I read all of them. I can't respond to them, but I, I don't have, the, I mean, there's not enough time to respond to all of them. But in my heart, I do. And I see what you say. And I know that you agree with me. And I would just like to encourage you that are listening today, if you if you see the value of what we're doing here each morning, originating live at 9 o'clock, I would like to 
ask you to prayerfully consider supporting us. We don't talk about support. You may listen to this program for a number of days and say, wow, they don't even ask for money. Well, I know many, too many perhaps, programs and ministries do, and perhaps some of them have gotten into a position where that's all they do is ask for money. I mean, the whole thrust is to get enough money to do what they're doing, whatever that is, the next day or the next month. I understand that. I don't say that lightly or flippantly at all. I understand. This is a difficult world, and the darkness is thick, and putting the there's great resistance to putting the gospel or God's truth out into the public sphere on every front, and I know that you know that. I want to thank you for standing with us. And if you, you haven't been or if you don't support this ministry, please consider it, prayerfully consider it. If the Lord speaks to your heart, then do it. We need you. If he doesn't speak to your heart about it, then that's fine. He'll speak to someone else's heart. But please consider it. We need you. This this is going to be a very uh, difficult year in the sense of the resistance, the misinformation, the disinformation is going to be, as they say, knee-deep. It's going to be deeper than that, probably up to our armpits. We'll be slogging through a lot of stuff this year that we're being told, and some of which is blatantly true, blatantly false, and some of which is perhaps has a threat of truth, but it is not the truth. And we'll try to discern that, and we'll try to talk about it in ways that we can all understand to the best of our ability. So thank you so much for your support, and thank you for considering standing with us each month. We have a budget of several thousands, thousands of dollars, and um, we meet those bills and pay them timely each month, thanks to those of you who support us. So thank you for considering, prayerfully considering, becoming one of those who stand with this ministry. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Have you heard what Washington State is doing for the cause? <laughs> the cause being illegal immigration? A recent report came out that Washington State uses is using federal coronavirus money to write $1,000 checks to illegal aliens. Fox reported that on Saturday, Fox News, on this past Saturday. The outlet on Saturday cited the Economic Policy Innovation Center, EPIC, EPIC, report about money that was supposed to help state and local government responding to and recovering from the pandemic. But oh no, the organization stated on Friday in its report titled Bidenomics Slush Fund Subsidizes Undocumented Immigration that that's, a, that's not happening. That isn't what they did with the money. This EPIC has discovered that the Biden administration approved $340 million in money for cash payments to undocumented immigrants in Washington state. America's COVID relief money was used to send $1,000 checks to immigrants unlawfully residing in the state of Washington. The $340 million project is categorized as a cash transfer. Expenditure under the approved uh, fund, SLFRF is the acronym, 
approved for the state of Washington. This means that the Biden administration directly subsidized undocumented immigration under the guise of COVID-19 pandemic relief. However, the report noted the state's coronavirus relief fund for immigrants was no longer accepting applications. Without any great insight, can you say they have run the fund dry? (laughs) They're out of money. That's why they're not taking any more applications. That's amazing. This Washington State COVID-19 Immigrant Relief Fund Impact Evaluation Report They said in April of 2021, the Washington State Legislature approved an additional $340 million for another round of funding from undocumented Washingtonians. So they built Biden economics on this idea that the economy was failing when he came in to office. That was untrue. There's no question that coronavirus took a toll on every part of our life, from going to church to buying groceries. I mean, it was a slam on our freedoms, unnecessarily in many respects. But they took that, this administration, and they built from that this this report in 2021 that they had to do these things to help rebuild rebuild. The, the economy, the economy was doing very well, and they knew it, and they knew it would come back immediately, and they knew that Trump would get the credit for it. So they passed something ironically called the American Rescue Act. We didn't need rescuing. It's like throwing somebody a weighted life jacket when they're already swimming to shore. And it's loaded with lead, like those guys that run. You see them running. I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. But you see them running, and they have these vests on, and they add another extra 20, 30, 40 pounds to their weight, body weight when they're running and, you know, getting staying in shape and all of that. It's like you throw one of those to somebody that's swimming to shore and say, here, put this on. This will help. And it takes them to the bottom and drowns them. That's what. That's the way I see this, at least. And that's what. I think it's happening. <laughs> they throw, throw you something that looks like a life jacket, but it's not. It's amazing. And that's what I'm talking about when I say we live in a in, in a culture today that is just, I, and you, you know, I, I test myself sometimes. I don't want to become cynical. I've never been a cynical person. Some of you who listen to this program have known me since I was a kid. I mean, young. I've never been cynical, and I don't want to be cynical now that I'm over 40. But man, these guys just, the truth the truth escapes them every time they open their mouth or take out their pen to sign a piece of, you know, action of some kind. And you just, it's hard to believe anything when the left speaks because progressivism is based on relativism, and everything is relative. I mean, everything is true when it needs to be true and not true when it doesn't need to be true, and truth is what I say it is, and all of that. We talk about it often on this program. But we live in that kind of an environment today, and that's what's happening. In fact, it's gotten to the point now, over the last three decades, it's been evolving, as they say. Now... Illegals in the voting booth have become a topic of discussion in reality this year 
2024. After three, three decades in the making, the threat is real. It's well known that the Biden administration sees a democratic vote from every illegal who crosses the border and receives free services upon arrival. It's pretty clear that leftist so-called progressives believes it, it's a chance to cement Democrats in power at the federal level. They want to be in power in perpetuity. I don't say that as a political statement. I say it as a gasp for fresh air. They will destroy this nation, their policies. I don't know if they intend to do it. I, I believe some do. I don't know what their heart, God knows their heart. But it's pretty clear that the leftist so-called progressives believe that this is a chance to firm it up and get the left in power in perpetuity. This and abortion are the social issues of 2024. It's This is going to be the most consequential election in the United States since, at least since Abraham Lincoln and the Civil War. The stage is set for illegals to vote in this year's presidential election, and that's why millions and millions and millions of them are flowing across the border. And Joe Biden is sitting there watching, and when Mayorkas and these guys that shouldn't even be in their positions, they should be sent home to the farm. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, they don't even know how to execute their own leftist humanist plans, much less something that's good for the country. So here we are. And they are counting on these people. Let me talk to you for a few minutes about this. You say, well, Gary, I don't think they're going to vote. Oh, yeah, they are. Let me tell you how it works. American Family published this a couple of days ago. It was over the weekend. An attorney, I'm quoting them, an attorney and senior legal fellow of the Conservative Partnership, uh, Partnership Institute said on American Family Radio, they own a chain, chain of radio stations. I don't know, it's two or three hundred stations, I think. But anyway, they said um, that they, this uh, person said this on American Family Radio last Thursday, this past Thursday, that despite the 2024 elections being only a few months away, there are ways around voter registration that allow enough illegal immigrants to register and make an impact. As Cleta Mitchell told show host Jenna Ellis, she became famous while she was working for Trump. She's a lawyer and she also has a, uh, she's homeschooled and a Christian and so on. And she um, has a, a, I think it's a daily show on their on their radio stations. But anyway, there's a chance, this Cleta Mitchell said on her show, there's a great chance that many of the millions of illegals who have crossed the border since Biden took office will vote this November. She explained that the fact those individuals don't currently meet the citizenship requirement isn't an automatic deterrent because of so many flaws in the system. She said it's a great threat because of court decisions, including the U.S. Supreme Court and actions that Congress has taken over the last 30 years. She says Biden's border has sped up things. But Mitchell points out to the to President Bill Clinton's motor voter. Remember that when Clinton came up with that motor voter, when you get your license, driver's license, you know, you get also registered to vote and so on. Everybody said, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes it a lot easier. Well, I don't know if Clinton saw the future and what where we were going to be today or not. He probably didn't, but he doesn't mind because he is a leftist. No question about that. 
But that motor boater thing has become just that. It's become a free ride for millions and millions of people. And they're using that plan, even though it's, what, a couple of decades old now. It was Bill Clinton's number one priority when he became president. The first bill that he signed was H.R. 1. And you'll notice that whenever the Democrats take over Congress or a state legislature, the first thing they do, the first bill, is always something to do with the political process, with elections. They want to change the rules for elections to try to manipulate the process so they can have a better chance to win. It happens. You say, oh, Gary, that I'm... I, I'm sick of you, you know, bashing the Democrats and Republicans. It's true. I mean, get sick and get over it. it. That's what's happening in our country. I'm not a Republican. I vote Republican because they're closer to my values than certainly than the other team. That's why I do that. I read on on social media people that people that have worked for me on my staff in years past are on there writing these long diatribes, some of them, a couple of them in particular, diatribes about why evangelicals are failing God if they vote for Trump. And I'm thinking, what's the matter with this person? I thought I knew this person. How do you square that up? If you're not voting for Trump, who is the likely Republican nominee, Is he flawed? (laughs) Incredibly so. Aren't we all? Yeah, he has flaws. He says things he ought not to say. He talks too much. I mean, of course. But I mean, who are you going to vote for? Joe Kennedy? Or Marianne Williamson? But I see these evangelicals pontificating on social media about how, why, evangelicals can never vote for Trump and on and on and on. Well, I'm not sounding, blowing the trumpet for Trump. I'm just simply saying, give me a break. How do you get to that point? I don't know. I mean, if you believe in things, and if you believe that you have a responsibility before God to vote certain ways, I don't know how you get to that point, but they do, apparently because I see them on social media encouraging other evangelicals to vote for Biden, I guess, or Hillary Clinton or whomever, write in Hillary, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they want to change, the, the left wants to change the rules for elections and they try to manipulate the process every time they get a chance. I've watched this for a long time. I'm not a teenager anymore. We see that pattern repeating itself over and over and over again. Motor Voters' official name was the National Voter Registration Act. And this is an important piece for right now where we are in America today. It allows citizens to register to vote when they're issued a driver's license and extends to virtually all contact where federal employees service the public welfare offices, medical facilities, drug addiction, treatment centers, and all of that. According to the Heritage Foundation, the law also makes it harder for states to remove potentially ineligible or inactive voters and requires states to maintain clean voter rolls through the implementation of the voter list maintenance program. Now, President George H.W. Bush vetoed a similar bill in 1992 with concerns that, and here's what he said, such a process was bound to suffer corruption. (laughs) He was right. 
it's suffering corruption. He's since been proven right. We've seen in state after state over the number last number of years, according to Mitchell, that people check a box and they say, I'm not a U.S. citizen, but they get registered to vote anyway. And, and the left knows that, and they won't change it. And I don't know why Congress doesn't address this, the Republicans in Congress. So they mark, they check the box, I'm not a citizen, but they get registered anyway. Their DMV registrations are then sent to the election offices, and once they're registered, it's virtually impossible to keep those individuals from voting. Mitchell added that in Georgia, for example... A law includes an opt-out process, which means a person getting a driver's license or any other business uh, with the DMV is automatically, this is in Georgia, is automatically registered to vote unless they verbally express a desire not to be registered to vote. Well, who's going to do that? Nobody. They don't care. I mean, sure, but yeah, I'll vote. Who are we voting for? And somebody says, uh, here, it's B-I-D-E-N. Check this box. I mean... They're working the immigrants as they come across the border, the left. That's something the left, they've been pushing for this for a long time, and now they're on a roll. Currently, 19 states offer driver's licenses to illegals. They can present those as identification, and if it doesn't show any indication that they're not a citizen, they can vote. I mean, they don't have to prove they're a citizen. They cannot be a citizen. They're not even challenged. They're not even asked. 20 states offer voter certification with some level of student ID cards. Student ID cards. You can be a foreign student and not a U.S. citizen and have a student ID. There are so many ways that non-citizens are registered, particularly by these left-wing NGOs, these non-governmental organizations or advocacy groups. It's really a threat. I mean, it's threatening our democracy, and yet the left is running around all the time. Trump or people that vote for him or people that are conservative are killing democracy. No, we're not. We're trying to save it. The left always speaks the words of the prophet Isaiah, as they call good evil and evil good. They call sweet sour, they call sour sweet. They call evil righteousness, and righteousness evil. This Mitchell blames inaction from Congress, says that she says it led to voter registration system as porous as the border itself. Congress needs to take some action to tighten up some of these federal laws and make it very difficult for states to be able to ask people to present proof of citizenship. The American people are massively behind voter ID, but the left blocks it on every account. They call it suppression, voter suppression. Congress isn't the only obstacle to secure registration. In 2013, the Supreme Court struck down an Arizona law that required its residents to provide proof of citizenship before being allowed to register. Arizona defended its law as a safeguard from for election integrity, but striking it down wasn't a hard call for most of the justices. They voted 7-2. to two. This was in 2013. The court has changed somewhat, thanks to Donald Trump. 
they decided the court at that time, the seven to two vote decide against it, decided it violated Clinton's Motor Voter Act. So they put in place laws that that corrupt our voting system. And then when it goes to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court uses that law as the reason that they will not allow voter registration. I mean, it's it's circular. It's destructive. The left has taken all voting outside of the sphere of accountability and oversight and transparency. Two weeks ago, the U.S. Supreme Court ordered Texas to allow federal border agents access to the state's border with Mexico, where Texas officials have deployed miles of that concertina wire, you know, that barbed wire that's in a kind of a coil. Brutal stuff. The order did not explain the justices' decisions. For now, it says the Constitution gives the federal government sole responsibility for border security. This administration is not only working to allow um, millions of illegals into America, which is not biblical. And by the way, if you don't listen to this program regularly, I've talked about that, the biblical basis for secure borders. The Bible teaches secure borders and national sovereignty. And we've gone through that. It's You can look check it out on our website. But last October, Texas sued the federal government after border patrol agents cut some of the wire that strung along the Rio Grande. And now we've got the federal government declaring war on a state, on Texas. And we'll see how that's going to work out. But the five to four order from the Supreme Court that vacated the previous injunction was not helpful. And Amy Coney Barrett, somebody that I had a lot of confidence in during the nomination process, and I was so thankful to God that she was seated on the Supreme Court. She voted with the liberals. I don't know what's the matter with her. Our current leftist government is very serious about keeping the borders open in preparation for the most consequential vote since Abraham Lincoln. And the left accuses the right of destroying democracy. That is so sad. This is a campaign message that Democrats are using heading into the 2024 election to convince voters Donald Trump, MAGA, MAGA Republicans, MAGA voters, conservatives, anybody that doesn't agree with the far left, liberal, progressive, humanistic agenda are an existential, existential threat to our Republican. We are, if we believe those things, we are killing democracy. We're a part of the problem, not the solution. Because as everyone knows, the political party that attempts to throw the primary political opponent off the ballot into prison, prosecutes praying pro-lifers, targets practicing Catholics, interferes in elections, coordinates with big tech to silence dissent online, they are the standard bearer for democracy after all. At least that's what they say. It's not what they do. Hey, thank you so much for being with me today. It's always a pleasure, always a privilege. 
And um, it's an honor for me to spend these few moments with you. Thank you so much. We'll see you right here tomorrow.